I'm I mean I'm gonna take Tony. Yeah. I'll take Landmark. And mm-hmm. then I'm gonna take Clean, throw him up in out out in the boonies with a sniper. Yeah. Um take Willers. Um oh, yeah. and then probably throw a Lupo in there for the good comedic value. Oh my god, that would be a freaking oh my god that's like the dream team of you know usa basketball from years ago holy shit i would yeah. i would just let tony and will do all the running around <laughs> being all crazy i'd hang out with lupo while he cracks the jokes and clean would be out you know yonder giving us overwatch <laughs> Welcome to Tardux, a podcast about content creators sharing their experiences, advice, and stories. And uh, today I have a very special guest. I have Zach, who is Logical Solutions. Welcome, Zach. How's it going? Not too bad. So what I normally do is I start off with three random questions just to get things rolling. And we'll, uh, we'll go, you know, what was the best Christmas present ever for you? Best Christmas present ever for me would probably have been... Xbox 360 when I came out. That's a good one. All right. Uh, worst movie you ever seen? Worst movie I've ever seen. Hmm. That's a tough one, man. I'm not a big movie watcher. Yeah. Um. I couldn't even. I couldn't tell you a bad movie. I don't think I really not enjoyed a movie that I've watched. To be honest, that's not bad. All right. Uh. So you're heading out to your favorite place to eat. What are you getting to eat? Uh. Probably some tacos and a mandarin harito. All right, there we go. All right, so let's uh, let's roll into this. So, when did you start playing video games? Was it that Xbox 360? Oh no, I started playing video games when I was about three years old. Oh, Nintendo shoot. 64. Nice. All I remember right. playing like Mario, Duck Hunt. Yeah. Duck Hunt was probably the the go to favorite with the little gun and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. So now when did uh, so you transition then from, you know, Nintendo 64 to Xbox 360 over the years? What were some of the games you enjoyed? Uh, I put I liked growing up. I liked playing like the MX first ATV games. Yeah, I like playing like a lot of like the bike and like snowmobile games. Um, and then once I got my hands on Call of Duty 2 Big Red one, it was a wrap from there. And it was Call of Duty from there until Call of Duty Ghosts. Yeah. Wow. So now when did you transfer from PC or from console to PC? Uh I always kind of dabbled on PC. I had a laptop that like could run some games. So I played like Combat Arms and MapleStory, RuneScape, Minecraft. Uh throughout the years I'd always had a computer. Yeah. Um but when I got heavy into like PC, like real PC gaming and FPSs on PC was probably about 2017. Yeah. Probably just about a year or two after I moved into Washington, actually, and I had my own place and was established and had some extra money laying around. So I was like, I'm going to build a a real PC. Yeah. All right. And now what, uh, looking back over the years, what's what's been your favorite game? Uh, Honestly, Tarkov would have to take the take the cake for favorite game. Call of Duty is a favorite pastime. Yeah. But 
Tarkov just encapsulates everything that I feel like I could want in a game. Yeah, absolutely. Minus it's video game crack. Minus yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, now, do you uh, do your coworkers or friends know about this alter you know alter uh, career you have of streaming and modding and everything that goes along with that? Oh yeah. Oh cool. Um, my my work actually every every day at my work. Uh, for like the first half hour of the of the morning, we have like just a little like get together with all the employees, and every Monday they always go around and everyone has to say what they did this week. And when they get to me, they don't ask me what I did; they just ask me how my streams went because they all know <laughs> that I stream and I game and stuff oh, like that's, that. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of like you know other people are like, yeah, no, I keep that quiet and whatnot, and it's well, that's cool to hear. All right, yeah, so we have a real family friendly environment. Yeah. A couple. Uh, employees actually game i have a couple co-workers that i play like league of legends and call of duty yeah. and stuff with oh that's excellent yeah i used to uh have a bunch of people at work and we used to game and then like you know every random every few weeks we'll take everything in and we have we had this like giant eight by four video wall so we'd throw up you know playstation or we'll do you know a couple of pcs up there and order some chinese and you know just game the night away those, those are good oh, times yeah, that, yeah. Sounds, definitely sounds like a good time oh absolutely so now, what made you decide to uh, stream? Uh, I was modding for a smaller uh, Apex Legends streamer and just helping him out. And he was like, yo, you." I was playing Rust at the time. He's like, yo, you seem like you're getting pretty good at that. You should just stream it. So he helped me get streaming stuff set up. And I streamed for a couple days. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Not for me, really. Yeah. And then um, what got me really back into it was honestly landmarks community like after doing a bunch of the uh the raids where we would bring in cases i would bring in like a, a thick items case into the labs and go hide in the bathroom yeah um and landmark would go run around the place and kill everybody and fill <laughs> oh it up God. when we leave uh so like doing stuff like that a lot of his community got to see a lot of me and a lot of them were like yo like you should go stream like can you stream and i was like i mean sure i'll try it out and then I fell in love with it after that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's excellent. So you so you got sort of spoiled when you started streaming. Then you you know did you, you just had you were I one hundred percent did. I will one hundred percent. Yeah, not to be able to deny that ever. That I definitely was uh, very spoiled and you know uh, surrounded by landmarks community, which really helped me kind of get off the ground and going. Yeah, because a lot of other ones I talked to, like they're yeah, I, have my, I remember my first my first visitor, my first you know follower, and it's like. And they were talking like one or two people, but like, you know, you're just, you start out with the, you know, hitting the ground running, which is pretty cool. Yeah. My, I think my first stream, um, my first real stream into Tarkov was like, I think 30 or 40 viewers that I peaked. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, this is like, it felt, that felt surreal in itself. And then yeah. from there, it kind of just never stopped. Yeah. It's wild. You, you first do that and you get those first few people in. It's like, okay, what do I do? How do I act? You know, it's just, it's a whole different, mm -hmm. different feeling. It really is. Especially when, when that number starts growing, you start to realize you're like, I'm not just talking to a few people. I'm talking to like a classroom. I'm talking to like a lecture hall. Yeah. And when you put it in comparison to stuff like that, it's a little, uh, some, it can be a little intimidating at times. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Now, so I'm assuming you, you've been partnered with Twitch. Yes. Okay. I've been partnered, uh, about a year now, yeah. a year and 13 days now how uh do you remember when you got the letter or the notification that you got it 
I was asleep when it came through, so I was, and I actually have email notifications off, so I just woke up, was going through my email, and I was like, oh, it, that, that is cool. It, it didn't happen during stream or anything. It just kind of yeah. totally just caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it or anything. It was just like sitting there, just waiting to be opened. Oh, man, that is so cool. So now, how did you find Tarkov? Uh... Through Shroud, actually. Okay. Shroud was like my Shroud and Summit were like the two that I had started on Twitch watching eons yeah. ago, and mm -hmm. saw Shroud playing during like long before I think a year before the whole big drops excavate that happened that kind of brought a lot of people in. Yeah. Um, and I bought the game, and I did like two scav runs and was like, yeah, yeah, no, this game's too confusing, and I popped off and didn't touch it until the whole drops thing happened and a couple of the people i was playing rust with were like yo let's watch shroud let's get drops and let's go play tarkov and i yeah. was like let's do it and from there just that's when i got really hooked onto it playing with a couple friends and actually yeah. like kind of starting to learn the game was yeah that was fun yeah it's not it's not easy to try to you know just play solo and try to teach yourself it not in tarkov no it's definitely not a game that like when people come by and in my chat or when i'm like modding other people's chats i'm like hey like, i'm new to tarkov do you have any recommendations i play solo i'm just like oh man like i remember those days it was not fun yeah and yeah and you didn't have a lot of guides out you know i've, I've been playing for years and it's just like you know it was probably two weeks before i realized that hey the r key rotates shit in your inventory it's like oh this is this is a godsend mm-hmm yeah, there's a lot of a lot of hidden hidden caveats that people like will never know about. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you what have you found, or you know, what do you remember as being the most difficult thing to learn playing the game? Um, most difficult thing to learn was honestly probably like uh, close quarter PvP, just because of all the angles and stuff and how the game works with right versus left hand peeking. Yeah. So like not understanding what a right versus left hand peak really meant for the longest time, like not realizing that someone coming on a right hand just had such a big advantage against me. Yeah. Was the most struggling part because I would be dying. I'd be left hand peeking all the time just thinking I was good. Yeah. Not realizing I was at a major disadvantage for who knows how many raids. Yeah. And now what was it? What is it about Tarkov that just grabs you and, and just, you know, keeps you coming back? I think it's the sense of, like, when you die in Call of Duty, you just respawn, and you don't yeah. you don't have anything to go for. It's just you're going for a spot on a leaderboard. Right. Whereas Tarkov, there's no leaderboard. It's you're, you're going for whatever you want to go for. And for me, it's like I want to see my ruble count go up. So when I die, it's like, damn. Yeah. I just lost all that. I just lost a 1.5 mil ruble kit, you know? Yeah. Oh, I got to get back in there and... Go make some more money. Yeah. And it's for me, it's the engagements. Like I remember mm -hmm. specific engagements that some have taken 15, 20 minutes of cat and mouse back and forth. And you don't get that from any other game. Oh, no, you don't. Dorms is is hands down my favorite place to fight. I, I've had some fights in dorms where it's it's lasted five, ten minutes between me and another person running up and down the stairs, jumping off the building, yeah. you know 
it it's it's the aspect of, of fighting in an fps that you like you said you don't get in any other game yeah and then you add, and, and if you're playing with others now you add in the whole comms aspect of where are you you know what do you see i'm over there that that thing that was new from you know that you don't have to deal with the other games as well yeah, that was actually something that I really enjoyed because comms was something I we actually did as a, a friend group in Call of Duty because we would play, we would have all, the whole six band would be our whole friend group. Oh, wow. So we would be communicating, but, and it kind of translated into the same thing with Tarkov. It was like, the second I got into it, it was like easy to just speak out everything that was happening because I was already so used. Okay. Makes sense. And now with, you know, when VoIP came along in 1212, you know, that is that something you embrace with, with your raids and just added a whole nother level to it? Or, you know, do you really not get much into VoIP? Uh, it really depends on my stream. Um, seeing that I live here in Washington, weed is legal out here. So I smoke yeah. a lot of it on stream. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I'm just a little too high to, to hit the oh, VoIP no key. Way. I'll just be in, in the zone, just looking yeah. for the FPS, you know, looking for the fights, for the kills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but there's other times where, you know, I'll definitely remember to hit it and we'll have some, some good interactions with people yeah. for sure. Oh, that's, that is, I have not heard that one before. So that, that is great. So now obviously, you, you know, your probably preference from playing is, is with other people than solo. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I like to play primarily in a duo. I'll do trios. Yeah. Um, but a duo is like my sweet spot in this game. Yeah. You know, five and four mans, I just, they're just awful. I've, you know, just, they, yeah, indeed. Yep. Entirely are, agree. We run them all the time because yeah. our friend group in my discord is like, I don't know, sometimes eight to 10 deep Yeah. and in the middle start of the wipe, you know, we're all trying to play. So We'll just say, ah, oh, screw it. Let's let's run the the five man, and yep. about five minutes into the raid, we're all highly regretting running that five man. It is friendship killing. It can be sometimes. You know those TKs. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The team kills are definitely the ones that send some people off for the night too. Yep. Those rage quitters. Like, all right. Well, I guess we've lost him for the night. That happens. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So now with um. You know, if you had your ultimate squad, or actually, first of all, who do you roll with most of the time? Uh, so basically, every Saturday and Sunday, I play with Blaze. Yeah. Um, I used to like rotate around. I played a lot, like when I first started streaming. I played a lot with like Smitty. I would play with Trey every now and then. Um, but then one day Smitty like was like, "Yo, you should try playing with Blaze one day." So I hit Blaze up, and we kind of just had good chemistry and raid, and just never look back every saturday and sunday we're just gaming oh that's awesome and now okay so you get to pick an ultimate you know all-star raid squad who are you picking out of anybody from og past tarkov players to anybody today uh how big is my squad you got the full five you're going in with so you get you know okay so i got four people i'm picking yep uh i'm i mean i'm gonna take tony yeah i'll take landmark and mm -hmm. then I'm gonna take clean, throw him up in out out in the boonies with the sniper. Yeah. Um take Willers. Um oh, yeah. and then probably throw a lupo in there for the good comedic value. Oh my god, that would be 
a freaking oh my god that's like the dream team of you know usa basketball from years ago holy shit i would i would just let tony and will do all the running around (laughs) being all crazy i'd hang out with lupo while he cracks the jokes and clean would be out you know yonder giving us overwatch (laughs) oh man that is wicked that's a good one all right so being a mod when you know, so you started uh with a smaller streamer years ago how did that all you know what made you to jump into being a mod uh i've always kind of had a like moderator type role on the internet ever mm-hmm. since like back in the minecraft maple story days i i ran a couple maple story servers and helped i was a main developer for a minecraft server for the longest time um but i've always kind of had roles where i was in charge of a community Mm-hmm. uh so when i found twitch i just found this dude that i liked watching him play apex and kind of just stuck around his chat and one day he was like hey like you want to help me like mod the chat and i was like sure and once i like experienced modding on twitch i was like "Ooh, this is a different type of like moderation experience because i was really used to dealing with forums and yeah you know you'd be sitting there sometimes for 30 40 minutes no updates no posts nothing yeah um when you're in a twitch chat it's it's go 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 so being in love with just live content and you know being able to just consume that as my form of content plus the chat side of things that's kind of what got me hooked on like moderating chats oh okay and now what you know how did you end up getting to be a mod for landmark then uh he was doing a charity stream for, I believe it was an animal shelter. And there was only one mod in the chat that I noticed at the time. And he was doing like uh, incentives for the for the charity stream. So it was like, you know, X amount of money was song request or a viewer kit or this, that, and the other, you know? Yeah. Um, and at the the start of the stream it was slow enough for him to be able to like kind of keep track of like the songs that were coming in and the people that were doing it yeah but then viewer count started rising and donations kept flowing in and i was like hey like if you need help managing like a list like i'll make a google sheet and just share you what i what i am keeping track of at least was like yeah. yeah that would be you know really helpful actually so i did that for the night for like the next three four hours and then messaged the mod that night and i was like hey like if you guys ever need a spare mod like i'd be down to help it looks like you guys were kind of short-handed for 1500 plus viewers now like, let me know if i could help yeah and the mod was like yeah i'll you know pass it along to landmark and a week later landmark and i hopped in a discord call and that was wow. that it's been history since so that was like you know was that time a uh, time before he you know exploded or you just caught uh, it at was the probably perfect... I, I kind of caught it right at the perfect point right as the explosion was kind of happening I, yeah. I i think i got modded two weeks before his first twitch rivals event which is really when that that event kind of like blew the waters open for him and yeah kind of really spiked his viewer count after that so now what is a typical mod session like because you know a lot of the people I've had on, you know, they're they're near largest cap, maybe three or four hundred people. When you get a ten thousand, you know, ten thousand people in the lobby, how do you keep track of what's going on? Um, well, I have ADHD, so my mind is moves really, really fast. So keeping up to date with chat is really easy. Yeah. Um I also use a program called Chatterino. I don't okay. use default Twitch chat. 
so I have a lot of things where certain words get highlighted. So if like there's things being said that shouldn't be, I yeah. get a red alert in the chat. And I immediately and my eyes are immediately on that message. Um, I get pings if in you know if you type my name, I get a, an alert and stuff like that. Yeah. So having all these tools with these chat clients really helps just stay up to date on the chat. Being able to mouse over the chat pauses it entirely. Stuff like that. Okay. As well. Nice. And now, like you know, has he? You know, he's done some twenty-four hour streams in the past, right? Mm hmm. Oh yeah. What are those? Those must be you know kind of draining. Or do you guys do the mod just do it in shifts essentially? So in his chat, it's honestly a very loose mod style. Like we just kind of had we have a handful of mods, and everyone is just there when they're there. Yeah. On. The longer 24 to 48 hour streams, we all same thing applies. Like people are just there when they're there. Yeah. I personally like to be there for them all. So I'll, I'm just there during the whole stream, but yeah. I enjoy it. So that's good. Now, over the years, have you noticed like chat is different for, you know, in the morning versus the night, certain days of the week, weekends versus weekdays? Oh, yeah. Weekend chat is a whole different animal than weekday chat yeah. friday saturday sunday chat is nowhere near the same as the rest of the week ah. yeah i've had different people on like markstrom says his sunday's chats are different are different deadly i had a uh, deadly's brother on will who was a uh, his mod and he said yeah like tuesdays are just for whatever reason or certain times of the year it's yeah it's it's very interesting to hear how everybody's streams are a little bit different yeah, it definitely seems like when the weekend crowd is is around, um, chat gets a little wild. I would yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> so now you are the creator, the father of a couple of really cool things: EFT Bot and Tarkov Tarkovchanges dot com. You know, let's start with EFT Bot. What is it? For those that don't uh, know, it's in all. I wouldn't say all encompassing, but it's a informational chatbot for both uh, Twitch and Discord on Tarkov. Um, it provides clean market pricing, but it also can tell you things like uh, the best vendor to sell an item to, information about maps, as in uh, how long the raid is on that map, how many players can be on that map. Uh, it could also calculate a rough estimation of uh, like clean market tax on an item. Yeah. Um, and I believe we also have ammo stats throughout the bot as well. So you can check this uh, stat of any ammo. Oh, that's cool. Now, the tax, uh, BSG is messing around with the tax percentages as of late, right? Yeah, they changed a modifier that more or less uh, multiplied the tax by four times. Yeah. Uh, of what it used to be. Okay. So now what made you create the bot? Did you see a need for something like this? Or he's like, hey, I, I need something that does this. And, you know, because you got the, you know, the, the background in it, you were able to whip something up. Um, there was a lot of times when Landmark, uh, like in, I want to say June of 2020, I don't know what the events were happening, but I just remember him always asking chat, like, how much does this cost? Like, he was trying to do a lot of min-maxing in his raids. Yeah. Um. And he actually would like wait for, you know, he'd kill the whole lobby and be in no rush to get out. So he'd be like, all right, chat, like what, what items are worth the most? And, you know, people would throw ra random numbers in oh, chat and yeah. you, you, you can never know what to believe. Yeah. So I was like, well, 
I wonder if there's a way that I could find, you know, like pricing, like flea market pricing. And sure enough, like Tarkov Market had a service. So I reached out to them and worked with them directly on getting access to their API. And then I built, started building the bot. And ah. at first it started off with just the flea market pricing. Yeah. But then with my relation at the time to the wiki, I had access to other information and then started to encompass that all into the bot. Oh, okay. Because that was one of my questions I was going to ask you about, you know, the, the two applications you've created is, you know, is there an API from, you know, from BSG or looks like there's a middle person and basically that provides that, you know, that data or services then? Yeah. So as far as I'm aware, there is no API. Um, I currently, for Tarkov changes, get all of my information from a third party. Yeah. I have no clue how these guys actually get the information. <laughs> yeah. I've never asked questions. Yep. Uh, kind of didn't want to be involved in it to that extent. Yeah. Because I wasn't trying to get banned, but it mm -hmm. seems like despite my efforts, that didn't really matter as I did get banned. Yeah. It, at one that, point. So. Yeah. That's, that's, I got some questions about that down after we get through your, uh, you know, your, your, your babies you have here. Um, for the bot, do you know how many people are using that? Uh, I don't have an active count on how many different people have typed a command with the bot, but as yeah. far as Twitch channels goes, there's over 5,200 different Holy channels cow. that have the bot on their channel. That's pretty cool. The, um, it is. One thing I'd like to see is if you could pull what time it is or may or it's maybe even already in there to say what time it is in tarkov uh with that is also in there actually ah uh -huh. very cool yeah it's like oh, okay i've you know always asking the guys like hey what time is it let's you know let's, you know do we get a rush or do we have time before we roll in there so that's good to know so now with yeah. tarkov changes what is tarkov changes uh tarkov changes originally started off as just a very plain text page website that displayed the latest uh as people would like to say hidden changes of tarkov yeah um lately it has been redeveloped by one single member of our team and he has done a killer job on it and he has done uh, a bunch of work on it he has added in a full ballistics chart yeah he's added in a Ballistic Simulator, which is constantly being worked on, which shows you the penetration chance of any ammo on any selected armor, and yep. also, like, the damage fall-off of the ammo you've selected over range at whatever range intervals you've selected, which is pretty cool. Oh. And it's all one-to-one -one calculated directly with the game. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at that. It's like, holy shit, it's remarkable to show you the drop off of every bullet and the penetration, like you said, the damage. It's, yeah, it is, it's pretty all-encompassing. It is, and then lately we've added in an optimal uh, flea market price selling, like, tab for items that are able to be sold on the flea market. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to be the most accurate for every item. For example, it says... Aledex's optimal price is six mil. But yeah. that's because at the end of the day, there's no other price to sell it for besides that to get the most profit with the tax that is provided. Ah, uh, okay. 
So it doesn't take into account for the flea market value of things. It just tells you this is the literal most profit you can make off of this item. Oh, it's really cool because for some items like a red key card, some people don't care about the number they sell it for. They want to make the most profit on it. Yep. Before you'd sell it for, you know, 40 to 50 mil and you'd make probably 20 mil profit. Yeah. Nowadays, I think the website says the best price to sell it for is 10.4 mil for like a one mil profit. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to see those things and actually know, okay, it's like, do I really need to have 55, you know, 25 mil to list this? No, I don't. I can actually just go sell it for 10 mil and pay the eight mil listing fee and still make some money. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's really cool because yeah, that's the thing that's driving me crazy. I'll go to sell something. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to find the perfect medium, but yeah, I did not know that that was there. Uh, that's good. So now going forward, what is some things you'd like to see added to Tarkov changes or to the bot or what's roadmapped or is there anything roadmap? Uh, Tarkov changes has a lot in the pipeline. Majority of the pipeline lies within the developer's mind. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, I kind of told him, you know, you have free reign to do whatever you want. Uh, I believe one thing that I've kind of wanted is I've wanted to add in, um, the crafts from the flea market or from their hideout. I yeah. wanted to basically simulate, not simulate a hideout, but just have a screen that shows you all the active crafts because sometimes those do change. Yeah. And it would be nice to be able to have a visual and click on something and you go click on workbench and see, oh, in the last week, the workbench was changed from, you know, this craft in the workbench was changed or something like that. Okay. That would be cool. So now a question I got for you, you know, you see the, you know, the, the information that like nice guy puts out or one peg, are they, you know, are they getting the same information? Are they, you know, getting the information from Tarkov changes or they're getting it from that other third party as well? Um, I would say that a lot of these guys do use Tarkov changes. Yeah. Uh, I believe I've seen one peg pull it up on his uh, stream and in some of his YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put the people on blast that are in the discord just because I don't know how battle state stance is on it at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, they've never directly asked me to take the website down or anything. So that's my main reason for keeping it up. But I still kind of respect the streamers that are in, uh, in the discord because who knows how battle state feel, really feels about it all. Well, that, that goes to, you know, something that I wanted to talk to you about. What is this whole, uh, you know, BSG thing that, you know, sort of started? Uh, I really have no clue. I uh, woke up one morning and I was about to go stream and yeah. I was banned. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I did what any of the other streamers would have done. And at the time I was in a streamer specific uh Battle State Discord. Yeah. And I was in there to get streamer mode enabled on my account. I had streamer mode on my account. I was using it. I was testing out the functionality and even gave back some feedback about it. Yeah. And I went in there and I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm banned. Like, what's up? And they said, oh, DM me uh, your account name. They'll look into it. And I DM'd the developer that asked me to do that. Yeah. And about five minutes later, I noticed that that Discord disappeared off my list. Oh. And then right after that, the main uh, Escape from Tarkov Discord disappeared off my list. Oh. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. 
and so I DM'd uh, Dimitri. Yeah. And he was like, you were banned by BattleEye, you have to talk to them. And I was like, hey, well, that's what happened to all the other streamers. Like, right. what's going on? Like, why did I just get removed from the Discord? And just no response. Just didn't answer me and just said, you're banned by BattleEye, go talk to them. And that's what it was left at. But and I just got ghosted. Ah. Like, yeah. what does BattleEye have to do with the EFT Discord? Uh, yeah. That yeah. was my exact question. I said, okay, if I was banned by BattleEye, why was I banned from two different Discords? Yeah. I wasn't just removed from them. I was fully banned from them. I haven't seen the official Escape from Tarkov Discord since October of last year. Oh, my Lord. And still, to this day, it's, they've never really given you a, a, a real answer. Why? Yep. Oh, that's that's kind of disturbing. A little bummer, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For you know, especially for you know, I can tell how much you love this game and and you know what you put into it to to sort of be blackballed. It has got to be frustrating. It definitely is a little frustrating, especially after you know doing so many things that I would say more or less so that the community actually appreciates and enjoys. Yeah, I, I see comments every now and then of people saying like, oh, you ruined the surprise. And I'm like, OK, I apologize for ruining your surprise. But there is a button that says unfollow. You decided to follow me on this platform. Right. You should have known what you were getting yourself into. And I get, mm -hmm. you know, other people retweet the content and you can't help that. No. And I do understand that. But at the end of the day, some of the things that I'm tweeting are very baseless. Uh, some of the changes that I shared don't really affect the course of of the lore of the game it actually affects how the game is being played and yeah. nobody is being told that yeah oh that's that's awful and now you know with the connections you have have you been able to get any movement at all or just it's you know just the wall is up and that's it no there was nothing that anybody could do that's odd well, I'm glad you're still here and you got Tarkov changes and the EFT bot. It's uh yeah, they won't be going anywhere. The EFT bot will never go away. Um and Tarkov changes, I mean, we've re we've redacted some information off the website to yeah. kind of hopefully make battle stay happy. Yeah. But we only display information that our clients receive. Um we don't have access to server-sided information as far as I'm aware. Everything that yeah. we get is basically caught in the middle of battle state and our clients according yeah. to uh, the guys that feed me the info all of the files yeah so essentially it's uh, anybody can go get it if they want to uh from my understanding yeah if you have a basic understanding of of networking type stuff then yeah, yeah you should be able to do it no problem yeah huh. all right well let's let's talk about the community the tarkov community itself so when you came you know, have you so you've been in other gaming communities. What's your take on the Tarkov community and your experience? Um, well, there's, there's definitely two sides to every community. You always have the good side and the bad side, right? Yeah. And I would definitely say that the good side of the community, I feel like definitely outweighs the bad side. Um, there's uh, a lot of good apples in the Tarkov community on, on the Twitch side of things. Yeah. You have not only just streamers but countless handfuls of viewers that are you know definitely uh for not just the game but they're there for 
you know, the whole community aspect. There's people that are there talking with other community members on a daily basis. Yeah. It's really cool to see. They're not like they're making friends across the world through a chat without ever even seeing or seeing, seeing the other people. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, that is one of the coolest things. I was actually talking to um, Narwhal earlier about how the community is like, you know, everybody gets, you know, it's just a it's a different time where, you know, normally some people be going out to the bar or the clubs or whatnot. A lot of people just come home, hop online, stream, watch Twitch, interact. And, and you know, they have better relationships with these people than they do in in IRL. A hundred percent. I I personally haven't gone out and done like kind of like a bar or something in probably a year or two and i've had no need just because the interactions and relationships that i have with not only the streamers but all the chatters is just it's a good, such a good time it's like why yeah. why go out and spend money i could just go home and sit at my computer exactly yeah you got you know everything all the creature comforts you need so yeah why would you absolutely now something i noticed is you're part of the red armband association now what is that uh it's just the meme of tarkov it's uh it's just there was a meme a while ago it was a white armband versus red armband gang yeah um i'm friends with trey and smitty and all of them so i was just like yeah just throw me in the red armband gang association <laughs> oh that's cool all right, so now when you're not coding, you're not streaming, uh, you're not, you know, in somebody's mod uh, or in somebody's channel being a mod, what are you doing? What's your, your, you know, sort of things you like to do away from the computer? Um, couldn't tell you the last time I took a break from the computer besides, <laughs> like, my trip to Vegas for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, I've eat, slept, slept, and, like, dreamt computers for a couple years now, honestly, and I'm not even ashamed to say it. I, I make a good source of income at my work and mm -hmm. have a good time when I come home on the computers. So I don't need to go out and really spend my money. Um, nope. I actually like wake up, get on my computer, like hang out on discord with the homies. Yeah. Take a shower, go to work and hop back on my computer for the rest of the night. No, it's not a bad thing. You know, I'm, I can't can't complain about you know all the time I spend on my computer and and like you said talking with your friends and whatnot is it's just it's comfortable no stress it is it is very comfortable if you, now if you would have asked me what I was doing in high school and stuff I was yeah. I was I was actually playing I was on computers and stuff and Xbox yeah but it was baseball after that it was yeah. baseball was uh, my jam for like eighteen years oh but no once, way once baseball ended then I was like yeah. Let's just do working computers for a couple of years, and I've kind of been stuck on it ever since. No, uh, no pickup baseball, no uh, company baseball team or anything like that. No, I threw out my elbow oh, no. and didn't want to get surgery, so yeah. I won't be throwing a ball again. Uh, now, are you, are you a baseball fan of the you know major leagues? Do you watch still? It, do you watch baseball? Yeah, I still watch baseball. I watch the Giants, the uh, San Francisco Giants, are my team. Yeah, that's your team. Ah, cool. Any other sports or baseball's it? No, just really a baseball guy. I like uh, you know I'll watch football with the friends and when like the UFC fights are on and stuff, I'll watch yeah. all that stuff. But not really into many other sports. Baseball's kind of just the only one. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Vegas, what was your highlight? What was the highlight of the whole birthday trip? Uh. Don't say face. I tattoo. would probably, I would probably say going to Area Fifteen. Oh no um, way! Area Fifty One, yeah. Area Fifty. 
Area 15. It's a. Oh. Uh, it's this place they got a bunch of like augmented reality and vr oh, uh, like no entertainment things and there's this big place inside called omega mart mm-hmm. and it looks like a shopping center on the outside uh but when you like start walking through like and you open up one of the freezer doors it leads to like this big back open uh like art type museum it's like all from meow wolf um, oh wow so it was really really cool oh that sounds awesome all right. Well, hey, that's it. You survived a, you know, an episode of Tardux. One thing I have to ask you though is before you, you know, we sign off and whatnot, I ask my guests to call out somebody that uh, who should, you know, pop on the uh, podcast. Who would you like to call out? Uh, the homie Trey, Trey twenty four K. That's good. All right. Well, we'll get him on. And uh, Zach, thank you so much for sharing uh, sharing your experiences and stories. I really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem, man. It was my pleasure. It was a fun time. Excellent. All right, you have a good one.